The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Botanic Tonics Feel Free. Many of you may be familiar as we just had the founder, J.W. Ross, on the show talking about this magical elixir. For those of you that are unfamiliar, this is a euphoric drink made with kava. Many are using it to replace things like five-hour energy and caffeine. Lauren and I use it when we're taking walks, when we want to have intimate conversations. Also, I use it, as many of you guys have heard, I'm not drinking alcohol right now. And this is a great replacement. It gives you this euphoric feeling. You know, you take about half a bottle, sit back. You don't have to keep drinking. It's just this feel good feeling. They call it a heart opener. And for a very, very limited time, they are offering 40% off is a big discount. It's one of the biggest discounts we have on this show. And so I want everybody to take advantage of it while they can, especially if you're going to get the subscription because that would apply there as well. So to take advantage of this offer and get 40% off the Feel Free Botanics, go to botanictonics.com and then use code SKINNY40 at checkout for 40% off. And like I said, this applies to the subscription. So check it out. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. Get rid of that thing. I don't got all the time in the world. Let's go. Okay. Let's gear up and saddle up and ride. Michael is the pillar of wellness lately. I think when people think wellness these days, they think Michael Bostick. It's so funny because I was thinking about this episode, how we're going to do an episode on wellness and how you're on it and how you're... I got fucking five stacks of paper. I got Typing notes. out your wellness notes and you have this scroll because when I first met you, to get you to drink lemon water was a huge task. And guess what? That's the podcast, everybody. Just drink lemon water and you're done. But you, That's it. The end. when we were in LA and San Diego, it was very difficult to get you to do wellnessy things. No, well, I want to backtrack. I've always taken care of my fitness routine. Uh-huh. Always. I was not good at my diet. Uh-huh. I did not know about sleep. I knew nothing about mindfulness. I didn't know about any kind of meditation. <laughs> did you know what mindfulness was? Um... No, I told you, we've talked, we've joked about it on the show. My routine when I was a kid was like, dad came in, slapped the light on, so get up, get out. That and was it. you slapped some herbal essence on your face. If that. Yeah. When Dove I, soap on a rope. When I first met you, the skincare routine was non-existent, but the wellness stuff wasn't really existent either. You know, well, this is why I want to touch on this. I think, I think we, we I know actually, because I see the analytics, we have a lot of millennial listeners. Millennial? Is that what we are? We're millennials. And there's some Gen Z. I see I see young guys out there, young girls. Um, and then we got some people that are aging like us. We're getting a little bit up there. We're not that old, but you know. And Hold on. Lauren, Lauren didn't like that. I said she was aging. So she was going to try to do an edit, but I, we don't have time for that, guys. I'm right? not aging. So anyways. I'm aging backwards. After I eat my placenta, it's over for you, bitches. Well, my point is, is that there's a lot of people that are in their 20s right now okay. and they're feeling good and they don't get hung over and they don't gain weight and they can eat what they want, and they can wake up and feel the same every day. And I remember those days. That felt like just yesterday. I'm going to be honest, though. I have always been obsessed and done wellness things ever since I was little. I can remember things that I did. 
And I think I always feel better even when I was young and 20 and everyone says, oh, you like you don't get a hangover. I would always do little things that made a big difference. How many times on the podcast are you going to get on your high horse? I'm just going to, let's just get it out of the way. You guys, it's nothing to do with the audience while, I, while I'm on my high horse. It's just to do with Michael. Yeah, so let's get, okay, there's because one. It's just, everyone, let's do every, like, if, <laughs> let's play one. a game. Let, that's number one. Well, actually that was two. I said, a, I said something self-righteous to you. But what I'm saying is that people find wellness when they find it and when they accept it and when they want it. That was, that's in my case. But I think a lot of young people, myself included at one time, you know, things are going well. You don't really notice things when you're young, right? Because your body's doing what it's supposed to do because it's young. But as you age, you start to notice these things. And at that point is when you got to start figuring out, okay, what do I need to do to keep my body optimal, to keep it aging gracefully, to make sure that I feel good, that I'm, my mind's working, that my body's working, that I'm not some, you know, somebody that's falling completely apart. I think when we were in LA, the theme was go, 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 like work, 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 work your face off, hustle. And I think that it was harder to get these wellnessy things in every day than it is in Austin. We still work our faces off in Austin. I just think it's a different kind of work. I disagree with you a little bit. I think I'm still go, 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 work your face off. I'm just way more effective and better because I've taken care of my health now. Huh. Right? Like a lot of people, they go, 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 work their face off, but they neglect their health and they actually end up running themselves in the ground. And I was on that path, yeah. which is why, you know, we're going to talk a, a, a bunch about, you know, why we decided to change our health. That's probably one of them for me is that I realized like I was doing everything you're supposed to be doing and more when it comes to the profession and when it comes to business but I was neglecting my health. And at some point that catches up with you. And then you can't continue to perform in your relationship, in your business. A lot of people do that, right? They just burn themselves out. So yeah, in Austin, we made a lot of changes to our health. There's a lot of different things that we did to sort of make our home a sanctuary. You guys have seen it on Instagram story. If you haven't, you can go and check out my highlights. We've just made a lot of changes to our day-to-day And obviously I'm pregnant, so I'm not drinking any alcohol and Michael is not drinking either. So that's a part of this. But in this episode, I think what we, what our goal is for you guys to get out of it is just a bunch of little tiny hacks that have worked for us that we've done. And we'll kind of give you a review of each one. And hopefully out of this episode, you can take a couple of tips and tricks and apply it to your own life. Yep. So in summary, here's what, or just a little like a precursor of what this episode is going to cover. We're going to talk about why we decided to change our health routines, which we've just touched on a little bit. We're going to talk about some daily routines. We're going to talk about sleep schedules. And as Lauren said, sleep hacks, we're going to talk about supplements. I'm going to talk about NAD and IV therapy. I know there's been a lot of questions and interest about that. We're going to talk about our fitness routines. We're going to touch on diet. We're going to talk about cold plunge protocols, saunas, hot therapy, all of these things. And then we're going to get into some, maybe some biohacking stuff like red light therapy and PMF mats and some specific supplementation that we do. So a lot in this episode might even be a two-parter. Keep in mind, we're not doctors. We're not experts. We're just telling you what we do. So I just uh, want to every, let that, every single, for, uh, you know, for the keyboard okay, warriors okay. out there that want to come we're in and say, this, this is what we do. You can either do some of it or none of it or throw it all out. There's I don't really a give show a show on, I think it's like NBC called the doctors that you can watch if you want to hear from doctors. We are not doctors. Yeah. So either, you know, take this with a grain of salt, do it, don't don't do it. I don't care. This is just what we're doing and wanted to share because that's what we do here. Let's kick it off. So you're different because you've always, you started with a focus on health and wellness, but I honestly think that you're in the minority. I think most people don't put a big enough focus on health and wellness, myself included at one point. And then we kind of have to learn and find out the hard way. Obviously mine was, I started having these eye issues and started getting slow and started feeling like 
I was losing energy, which was a big one. So, but from your perspective, why has it always been so easy for you? Because I think it's not as easy for everybody as, as you make it out to be. I think ever since I was little, if I didn't have like peace of mind and if I wasn't feeling good, I couldn't get to the next layer of whatever it was. So for me, like my energy has to be intact for me to be effective in other areas, for me to be effective with my relationship, for me to be effective with work. Like I can't, I can't get to BCD EFG if I don't do A. And for me, like self-care and and doing these wellnessy little things have really been the foundation of my life. I can't perform as a good mother. I can't, I, you know, I have to go on stage this weekend. I can't go on stage and do all these things if I don't feel good. Sure. But I think a lot of us, you know, like for me personally, my parents, let's say they didn't have as much of a focus on wellness outside of saying like, hey, you got to go do sports and like be active and all of that. Like we always had that, but there wasn't like, hey, you got to eat this or do that. Or there's the, we never heard the fucking word meditation in my, we didn't even know what that is. Still don't, I don't think. I, I don't think your family knows what meditation is. No, still. I don't think, I don't think we knew. But Can I you think, imagine just like side note, telling your mom to meditate? I can't imagine telling, well, we just, it, it's foreign. And I, 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 I like appreciate that about your mom. She's a go-getter. But I feel like your mom maybe had more of a focus on health and wellness, and which is why it's ingrained in you. But a lot of us don't get that. Not to, I'm not going to get on my soapbox and cry about the past, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people. It's education, right? People yeah, don't have it. I remember when I was little, like we would have a pitcher of water at the table and there was like sliced strawberries in it. And like the next day it would be like sliced cucumbers. And the next day it would be like sliced lemon. And I remember my dad putting bee pollen in his smoothie. And I remember like there was a big emphasis on working out and tennis. And I... I just remember that there was a lot of wellnessy things weaved into my childhood. I think that I became more and more interested in it as I read more. I'm a big reader and I think reading about it has really helped. Yeah. Well, I think also this, I mean, especially after the last two years, we finally realized is that we're not invincible. We have some serious immune compromisations in this culture, in this society, in this world. And if COVID wasn't a big enough wake up call to some people for that, I don't know what will be. So I think it's the first time that a mass group of people, not the first time, but a very, very large group of people started to really start to look at their bodies, their immune system, their health. And here's the thing, we're all going to die. It's just a matter of how gracefully we get there, right? Like it could be really quick and really painful, or you can be really long and really nice. And I think, especially now with kids, the reason I'm putting such a big emphasis on this is I want it to be as long as possible and as painless as possible. I also think along with that, people are really getting excited about human optimization in, in every area. I notice this more and more, like how to streamline and optimize your life on uh, with a routine or a ritual. There's so many things that you can habit stack to optimize your day. And I think that sometimes people are like, well, how do you have a morning routine with a kid? I think we'll get into it in this episode. There's so many different little things that you can do now. And, and because we have access to social media and the internet, and there's obviously books and Google and everything that we're able to really form out this really optimized ritual every single day. Yep. And you just touched on it. And there's, and this is a question that I just, you know, I put this poll up on Instagram and asked like, what are specific questions? And a lot of it is how do you find the time? How do you prioritize? Yeah. And I probably sat in the bucket before where I would say, I don't have the time. Like I would say, you know, I got a kid, I have work, um, getting on my soapbox. Like I run Dear Media as a, as a, as a CEO every day of the week. I host this show with you eight times a month. 
we have a kid, we have another one on the way, we go to the gym, we have all these things. And the question is, is like, how do you find the time? And the answer that I found as I've gotten deeper into wellness is that you put this stuff first, you make this the priority and it actually makes all of the other stuff, parenting, running a business, hosting a show, being able to work out easier. It's just when we put it on the back burner, it becomes extremely difficult. Yeah. And I also think, listen, I, when I was first starting the Skinny Confidential, I was you know, waking up in the morning, going to teach peer bar and Pilates, going straight to school. I was a full-time student. And then I would go home and I would shoot all my content and write all my content and then go to bartend for like six hours, seven hours and get home at 1.30 in the morning. And I still found time to incorporate little things. And that's not me saying I'm better than anyone. It's just saying that there are little hacks that you can do in your day to improve your brain, to improve your wellness that are quick and easy and seamless and affordable. Yeah. And, you know, I used to kind of scoff at a lot of this stuff when we talk about like when you tell me meditation, which I, you know, today was my fifth day doing it in a row, 25 minutes. So you uh, did Joe Dispenza. I did Joe Dispenza today. It's been hard for me. It's a struggle, which is what another thing I want to talk about. One thing that, that I think is important to mention here is that this has not been an overnight process at all. And I think a lot of people really struggle with wellness, getting in shape, fitness, diets, because we put really tight timelines on when we want to see success. So for example, someone says, I'm going to work out for a month. And at the end of that month, I want to look like X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to eat this. I want to do this diet for two months. And after that, I want to see this. When I made a commitment, and I think, you know, we talked about this, when you made a commitment, we said, we were going to take one full year to just overhaul our fitness. And during that year, we weren't going to measure things like our weight or the way we looked or, you know, the vanity things, but we were going to take time to measure maybe like, at least in my case, you're pregnant now. So it's not as you can't do it as much, but like blood work, hormones, vitamin levels. Sure. So those are the things you can measure during this to see if you're making progress. But I, I've made a commitment where it's like, it's not just looking in the mirror to say like, is that the only progress? Because to be honest, when I started getting back in shape, I didn't see jack shit for three months. And you said something earlier. You said it was a struggle, meditation. Yeah. Everything worth it is a struggle. Yes. If you want to implement more healthy practices in your life, it's going to be a struggle. When I first started meditating, I couldn't get past five minutes. Now I meditate for 30 30 minutes a day. And what, what Joe Dispenza says, and I think that this is so smart, is he says the, the thing about meditation is letting your body sit there for 25 minutes and forcing yourself not to get up. That's a part of it. It's, I want to reach for my phone. I want to go outside. I want to do this. It's, it's, it's telling your mind, no, or you're telling your body rather that you're going to sit there and you're going to be silent. And that is a component of it. It's a discipline. The struggle and the discipline is part of the thing and it makes you mentally tougher. So within this this whole wellnessy stuff, you should have a struggle. It is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not always comfortable. Yeah, I think people listening to this episode should hear that there this is not going to be a motivational episode in the sense that there's motivation where we're going to rah-rah you up and say you got to do this to make yourself feel good. This is more about discipline and consistency. And as I've now analyzed many things that have worked out for me in my life, it's always been about consistency. And as I look at things that haven't worked out, it's been from a lack of consistency and lack of discipline. So for example, this relationship with Lauren, what I think is the most successful thing in my life, arguably, that has been me consistently chasing and pursuing a woman for 20 something years and then putting in the work every day 
as a spouse now to that relationship. So it's consistent. If you look at this podcast, this is our sixth year doing this. We do it eight times a month. We've never, we've never missed a week ever. And it's been consistent. It's not like this just came out of nowhere. And you know, it's a sizable show and I'm not gonna lie, but it didn't start out that way. It's consistent. If you look at, you know, what you've done with the blog, all of these things are consistent. And, and what I found when I got back into fitness is I didn't really see, like I said, it results in the first one, first month, second month, third month. It wasn't until around month six that I was started to say like, oh damn, I'm getting in shape or I'm getting strong. And I was just being consistent with working out and going to the gym and being and being well and obviously like, you know, not having any alcohol, which I'm going to talk about in this episode. So this is more about consistency and discipline. I think that's a good way to frame out this episode. So we're obviously talking a lot about physical health here, how to be healthy, what we do, how to be in the right mindset. But I think one of the things that we've found that contributes so much to mental health is having your financial health in order, which is why I love our partner Wealthfront. When you're stressed about money, when you don't know how to save, when you don't know how to invest, when you don't understand finances, it's extremely stressful. And that stress extrapolates into many other areas of life, which could potentially diminish your health. Because if you're constantly stressed about your finances and causing a bunch of worry in your life, it's obviously going to manifest in other ways. I love Wealthfront because it helps you invest and save for your future, whether you're investing in stocks, whether you're investing in crypto, it has something for everyone. And my favorite thing is it's built for long-term investing. So for somebody who's never invested, doesn't understand it, this is a platform for you. I personally love investing in index funds. I think basically anybody could do it. Anybody should do it. You can set it, leave it, go, not think about it. And it's just nice to know that you're saving for your future, investing in your future self. And like I said, when you have your financial future secured, you can sleep better at night. You're not going to be as stressed and you're going to feel much better. Best of all, Wealthfront is totally automated to do all the trading, all the rebalancing, and they even help you lower your tax bill while you invest. Wealthfront even offers socially responsible portfolios, a mix of funds built around human rights, climate change, sustainability, and diversity. And you know you can trust it because it has over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. Get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to wealthfront.com slash skinny to start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash skinny. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash skinny to start building your wealth. That's wealthfront.com slash skinny and you can get started today. Let's get real granular for the audience. What is our first topic? Well, I think probably the first part is that the first thing you need to do if you want to start getting healthy and you really want to get your arms around your physical fitness, your mental fitness, your emotional, all of this is that you have to make a decision that you're going to be healthy. I keep saying this. It took me years to kind of say, I'm making the decision. Yeah. Okay. So make the decision. It's that simple. No, it's not that. I mean, you know, it's no, it is that simple to make a decision. It is. Sure. Just decide tomorrow when you wake up that you're going to get healthy. Yes, but people, they say, well, how do you do that? And I think getting How granular. I would do that is, and this is honest, honestly, I would wake up tomorrow. I would take 30 minutes to myself to lay there and think and write in my journal and make a commitment to myself to get healthy. So I think that's part of it. So it's making the decision and not saying I'm going to try. And then the second part is that you got to start really analyzing all of your routines and all the things you're doing and ask yourself, are these healthy routines? Are these healthy habits? For example we started to analyze all of our routines and all of our habits. You know, what was healthy, what was unhealthy. For example, if we were not sleeping at the same time each night and all over the map and our sleep is all fucked up, like that was an unhealthy habit that wasn't going to contribute to our success. And to even get more micro with you, 
even how did our room look and feel when we were getting into bed? Michael and I have changed our entire atmosphere in our room. And a lot of that has to do with Austin and the move and everything. But you can change it without having to move places. No, you can change it. But I'm just saying in LA, it was very, very, very different than it is in Austin. And But we made a conscious effort to curate the room to be very peaceful and conducive to sleep. Yeah. So let's explain, you know, in our place in LA before we moved, no emphasis on what any of the bedding material was really, right? It was just like, you know, whatever popped in there. Everything was... Uh, super dark. So like black walls, dark, like nothing was like, I I know this sounds weird, but for me, I like everything to be really light when I'm sleeping. Everything was dark. We had huge TV right next to the bed on the wall. Can you believe the TV? Hold on. We have to talk about this. It was Wait, wait, we have to talk about this. It was like 60 inches. This is just like a side note tangent. When we moved to Austin, I told Michael, I do not want a TV in the room. I want the bedroom to be for sleep and for sex and for meditation. And that's it. That's just what I want it for. I want it to be a connection in the room. And we had this huge fucking TV in LA. It was an eyesore. Looking back, you got to admit. People think they're going to miss the TV more than they do. No. I don't miss it no, at no, all. No, no, no. No, no, no. We do not miss the TV. So, what, Michael, you were on I the fence. You on no, I fought you on it. I always had a TV in the room. Always. You always had a TV in the room. You were on the fence about it. You didn't get it. And now, you guys, I don't think we've ever mentioned the TV not being in the room. And I swear to God, it has changed our nighttime routine. There's nothing to do in the room but read, fucking sleep. <laughs> So it, and also, you know, and we're going to get into this when we talk about sleep and not having lights in your face, but when you have that bright light in your face in your bed, it's like staring at a screen. It's really difficult to lower your cortisol and go to bed. I also think another thing that's really helped is we both got Kindles. You had a Kindle. You told me to get one. And I do not bring my phone in the bed after a certain hour. It's not in the room. Yeah. And well, so I have a whole section on sleep, which I think we're going to like get very granular. But so like changing the environment a bit, and you don't have to do that by moving cities like Lauren and I did, but actually just going into your place and saying like, hey, is this conducive to the activity that's going on? Whether maybe you have a room where you work. Okay. So you set that room up to just focus on work. Maybe you have a room where it's more like living, like watching TV, hanging out, set that up. If you have a bedroom, maybe you make that more about sleep and sex and reading. And it doesn't relaxing. have to be a big room either. Okay. No, I, I, worked, I worked in like a broom closet when I first started the blog, like a tiny little, but you, it's about what you, what you make your space, like how, how you want it to feel and w- what energy you want it to have. Us changing environments and moving to Austin and moving into the suburbs out here and being in a place where we are not in a city and not having a lot of noise and not having a lot of chaos was a huge impact on our health. It's crazy because when we would sleep in LA, you would hear literally gunshots. You would hear ambulances. You would hear people getting in car wrecks. You would hear drunk people, people on drugs. Like the people underneath us were yeah, partying. We were right in the city. It was wild. Here, you hear nothing. How yeah. about that? You hear nothing. And that's been a huge, huge change. And I think that if if anyone is looking to move for that, for me, that was like a huge a huge draw. Yeah. And it, not everybody obviously has the ability to up and move. And you don't even, you know, we moved complete states, complete cities, but the, yeah, I wonder if you could move out of a city and move to the suburbs, if you could move to a different neighborhood, there's a lot of flexibility now with, with work environments. And a lot of employers are starting to think, okay, maybe not everybody has to be chained to a desk. So if you can, then maybe look into it. But if you can't, like there's things you can do. Also, a little tip here is if you are in a really busy city, but you obviously don't want to move, you love where you live, get noise canceling headphones. I meditate with them every single day. And I think they help so much to cancel out the noise around you and really get in touch with yourself. 
There are these white ones that I have. They're on the blog. If you Google skinny confidential noise canceling headphones and they are the bomb. So when you start changing your environment and then you start looking at your routines and you start to say, okay, is this a healthy routine an unhealthy routine? Then you start setting yourself up where you actually can get optimal and you can start figuring out, okay, now that I've gotten rid of all the, like I'll call it clutter in your life, all the things that aren't serving you to be well, all the things that are adding more stress, more chaos, more opportunity for you not to be able to get to a place to work out, to get in shape, to feel healthy. Then I think the next step is really making a commitment to figure out like, what are you going to do for some kind of physical fitness? I think, you know, walking's great, but bumping up the heartbeat a little bit, whether that's weights, yoga, you know, Pilates, a sport, an activity, some kind of physical activity that's out of just day-to-day walking around is important because one, you're going to, you know, certain type of workouts are going to be beneficial for different things. So if you start lifting weights, you're going to build muscle. And when you build muscle, it's going to help you burn fat and help you feel good and get those endorphins. If you're doing yoga, it's going to help you stretch. It's going to get your mind right. All of these things. And if you just walk around, you're kind of just doing the same thing. So I do think there needs to be some kind of physical activity and ideally in a place where you're doing it with people that are holding you accountable. Here's my tip for physical activity. On my calendar, you guys know I've told you this. I have seven days a week working out usually five of those are with someone. So it holds me accountable. I probably hit five or six of those days. Here's the tip though. Habit stacking. This is the most underrated thing in wellness. And I've realized that this is what's the life changing thing. If you can habit stack a bunch of little wellnessy things, it will change your life. So what I do is I have non-negotiables in the morning. I have three non-negotiables. I like to meditate, make the bed and move. Those are three things that I need to do before I go into my day and get on Zooms and conference calls and in the minutia and in the riffraff. So when I wake up, I don't have any decisions to make. There's no nothing overwhelming other than, you know, I have to deal with my daughter and my husband and the dogs. But, but I know those are three things that I need to do. So in knowing that, the movement and the exercise just becomes a part of the puzzle And what I like to do is I like to habits. I'll I'll listen to a podcast, take a walk, drink my water at the same time. Those are three habits that are healthy and it's allowing me to move. Whatever your movement is, habits stack it into your day. And these don't have to be habits that take, like people, I think people hear daily routines. Sometimes they think like, who has the time? My daily routine is super simple in the morning. I wake up, I walk downstairs, I let the dog out. While the dog's using the restroom, I pour a huge glass of water. It's in one of those shakers. So it's like, what, almost 20 something ounces of water. Put some sea salt in there. Athletic greens. He's code skinny. Athletic greens is the best. I take it every single day. So does Lauren. And on top of those greens, I take them my morning supplements that I'm taking. So that's like vitamin D and B12 and a few things that are that you can take on an empty stomach. And I drink that all at once. So it's like what Do I've done. Do not take zinc on an empty stomach. You can't take zinc on okay. an empty stomach. But so what I've done is I've like, there's the green serving, there's the dog going out, there's the water, there's the salt, there's all these things. And then as I do it, I just, we have this red light therapy juve. I think he's code skinny again. It's another sponsor, but we actually use the stuff, you know, that we talk about. And I go and I do the red light therapy with the meditation now that I've incorporated and with the Wim Hof breathwork. So I'm doing all this together and it Tell takes- Tell him what you do it on. It, well, I, what do you mean what I do it on? Oh, on your PMF mat, P-E-M-F mat, right? He's um, got a, that's a lot of habits. You do but, the so, juve, the meditation on the P-E-M-F mat and what else? With Wim Hof, I'll do Wim Hof and then I'll do- And Jordan you have Spence. your water. Yeah, but- That's the, a habit The stack. whole thing takes 30 minutes. The dog stays with me on the mat. It likes it. And- also, I got that new, um, I, I'm, I'm going to screw up the thing. You know, the, the Japanese chia liner, it put, put, you put your legs in, it swings your legs. It's so I'm lymphatic. Doing, yeah. But 
the point is you don't have to have 80 fucking things here. I'm not telling you to get all. I mean, if, if you want to get these things, great. I do use them. I think they're great. But the point is, is how many habits did we just put in there? Six. Six in one thing that takes 30 minutes. And so how, just if we're, I didn't know we were getting this specific with the audience, but if we're- if, Oh, they but, want specifics, Lauren. Okay, okay. I'm going to get really, really into this. When I meditate, since Michael got so in detail, what I do is I, <laughs> this is so crazy what I've been doing lately. It's like, I look like, I look psycho. I put my, <laughs> I put my toe stretchers on. <laughs> toe stretchers are really good for your feet. They're, I'm not there yet. Okay. You're not there yet. <laughs> I put my toe stretchers on and I put my legs up on a wall. So I'm draining for me. I, you guys have to remember I'm pregnant. So the toe stretchers are helping me with my feet. I'm draining my legs because when you're pregnant, you get like very puffy ankles. And then I put my noise canceling headphones on. I'll put a crystal eye mask on top of my eyes and I will turn on my meditation and lay there in my barefoot dreams blanket with my legs up. And when I get, and sometimes I'll even like do a CBD rollerball on my neck and hang my neck over a block. So I am fucking head to toe habit stacked. When I am done with that meditation though, the CBD mixed with my head being back and my legs up and my toes being stretched, it feels like I just got fucked and had the best sex of my life. Well, now I don't know how <laughs> I feel, but okay. Like between the toe stretching and the neck stretching and the CBD, it's honestly heaven, but that's a habit stack. And I think that that's like doing a bunch of things at once to just feel really, really good when you go into your work day. And that takes 20 minutes of my day to really feel great. Yeah. And again, like they, we're going to get granular on this episode. So bear with us, you know, get a notepad out maybe because we're not going to go back. But I think speaking of environments, again, this is what's important. When I go downstairs, all of my supplements, all of the athletic greens, where I put the water the night before, where I put the cup the night before, or the shake or whatever it is, it's all right there. So when the dog's outside and I open this thing up and have my water, all of the things I need to take for that moment are there. And then when I move to the room where we have, you know, all these contraptions that we just mentioned, the red light, the PEMF mat, the Chia liner, the, <laughs> all my stuff. That's in the pocket. Pussy. <laughs> I leave, a, I leave, a, I leave a pair of uh, noise canceling. That's a different room. Um, that's a whole garage. I leave a whole, I leave a pair of noise canceling headphones on there. So it's all there. It's speaking of the environment. There's nothing to do in these environments, but be well. And what I realized before I created that supplement cabinet that we have in our kitchen, it was like shit everywhere. There was like, no, you don't take it. If, if This is the thing. Like you have to have everything just in one place. So like I, I have a smoothie cabinet with all my seeds. I have a vitamin thing. And like, yeah, it takes some effort to get it set up, but once it's set up, it's streamlined. Yeah. And listen, my cabinet's not the prettiest. Lauren doesn't like it. It looks a little ugly, but it's, it's all there. And I know exactly what it is. So I'm forced. When I, I turn the labels out every single time you turn around, I turn Fine, all the labels you out do. like a crazy person. But and when I, I organized it with wood organizers, that cabinet, all I can focus on is the, you know, the supplements and what I got to take and it's all right there and there's no distraction. So I think like, again, speaking of your environment and changing your environments, you can do this stuff in your house. You don't have to move cities or break the bank. You can actually go into your house and audit how your rooms are set up. Moving right along. Moving right along. So going into morning routines and all that, and we just touched on that, but I think back to environments, and this is a big one, your social environments are important. If you're somebody right now that's struggling with your health and wellness and you're surrounding yourself with a bunch of people that don't put an emphasis on health and wellness and don't care about being well and maybe diminish you for trying to get well or maybe have bad habits themselves. Maybe they just want their party friends and they just want to go out all the time and they just want to drink and they just want to you know, do whatever they're doing. That's fine. There's seasons for that. I've been that person multiple times. I've been in those groups. So is Lauren. But if you're right now saying, hey, I need to get 
a hold on my focus or I need to focus on my health and I need to get a hold on it and I need to get well, maybe audit your social circles. And that might mean you have to tell some of your friends or some of the people you're running around with, hey, I got to take a break for a bit because I got to focus on getting well. You're not going to get well if you're doing all these things, trying to eat well, trying to go to the gym, and then you're staying out till two, three in the morning, getting blasted with Susie or Billy, right? It's not going to happen. And you're just going to burn yourself out feeling like shit. So again, this is about discipline and choices. The days where Lauren and I were running around all hours of the night are done, but we're in a season right now, we're in wellness. It's not to say we won't go back and get blasted again at some point and run around and have fun. But at least for right now, the environment is health, wellness, and being around people that share that same mindset and that same focus. And listen, we've had to say, I know there's some of my friends that are probably going to hear this or see this or whatever that are frustrated with us right now. I know that I've gotten invited on a bunch of different kind of boys trips and I've had to say no and it sucks, but that's what it is. For me, I don't know what to say. I'm so pregnant. If people are getting mad at me because I can't go out and be around alcohol, then I don't, I don't know. I don't expect anyone who's super pregnant to do that. So I think that he's right. There's different seasons. I mean, sometimes I'm able to go out and have three margaritas and then there's other times where you're not. And having friends that respect those boundaries and understand that there's different chapters, different seasons and friendships is very, very important. And then I think when you are in the season, like Michael said, of of being super healthy, it's very powerful to surround yourself with people who also want to be successful. I think there's this Naval Ravikant quote. The quote goes, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with people who are more successful than you are. But if you want to be happy, surround yourself with people who are less successful than you are. And I think that that's a super interesting quote because with wellness, if you do want to be successful in your journey, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who are more farther along in that journey. And definitely shout out to our trainer, Brent. He's been an amazing influence. Weston has totally stepped up his wellness game since moving to Texas. So that's been fun. And Khalil, we spent a lot of time with Khalil, who's been on this show three times, Sun Life. You know, I think Khalil's also helped us with like our mindfulness and, you know, Khalil's sober. So for me, when I decided to cut alcohol, being around somebody who's completely sober for obviously for different reasons um, is helpful because there's no urge or inclination, at least from him to say, hey, let's go out and get blasted. He doesn't, that's not even in his wheelhouse. So not only changing your environment, but starting to change, you know, the people you're surrounding yourself with. And doesn't mean you got to leave your friends, but it might mean having a conversation with some of these friends and saying like, hey, I'm focused on wellness. I think there's a big part of wellness too that people don't talk about enough and that's solitude too. It's not just who you surround yourself with. I think it's also stepping back out of the fray and just spending time alone. I, For me, spending time alone and just being quiet and being able to read and putz around and be with my books and get more sleep or whatever it is, is super powerful when it comes to wellness too. I have to recharge. Yeah, sure. I think that's a big part of it. All right, I got to tell you about the protein pancakes that I have been making every single time I do a heavy workout. So I'll do weightlifting and my trainer Brent was telling me the importance of protein. And I have to be honest, I'm very particular about my protein powder. Lately, I've been using Ritual Protein and I have to tell you, I have no issues with it. And I feel like it's because it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten and allergen free. There's no fillers. There's no colorants. There's no weird ingredients. And also it doesn't taste chalky. You know what I mean? Like when a protein powder tastes like heavy and chalky and makes your stomach hurt. 
Rituals protein does not do that at all. And I like that I can see the ingredients. That's very important to me. So the protein pancakes. What I do is I do two eggs, two egg whites, a scoop and a half of protein powder. And then I do a little bit of baking powder, probably like a half teaspoon and a little liquid coconut oil. I mix it up. I put some cinnamon in it, some chia seeds, and then I have a pancake after I cook it on a pan. It's unbelievable. You got to try it. These protein pancakes have like nothing in them. And with Ritual Protein, they're absolutely insane. They taste delicious. I do a little maple syrup on top and I'm good to go. So on that note, are you ready to shake up your protein ritual? Skinny Confidential listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash skinny. Ritual even offers a money back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit ritual.com slash skinny today and you get 10% off your first three months. Fortunately for me, and I think the reason I'm not a complete mess is that I've always sought solitude. That's like my number one thing above everything, above money, above you know status, above everything. If I could go and live alone on a mountainside for six months and not be bothered and not have any obligations and not have to be worried about the people I'd leave behind, I might do it. I went to the grocery store the other day and you called me six times. Well, I need you, but other, I'm saying like if I could just go- I literally and, couldn't go to the grocery store. Well, that's you. I need you. You're my- sexual outlet. Like, where are you? What are you doing? Yeah, but that's you. I don't need that Maybe from everybody. Maybe couldn't believe it. I'm she not, was like, how many times is he going to call? I'm not doing that with everybody else. You're okay. my person. All right. Um, <laughs> Michael likes his solitude of his life. But if I didn't have that solitude, I would have gone crazy a long time ago. I'd go find that in books or whatever. I believe, and this is a little t- tangent. I, I did an interview about this. I believe that within our relationship, Michael and I give each other the space for solitude. And I know when to go in on him and I know when to go out on him. Maybe not when you're pregnant though. When I'm pregnant, my hormones get a little whacked out. I haven't had a lot of solitude lately, but again, can't. It's like, what are you doing? Take it easy out there, ladies. I get it. She's pregnant. I get it. She's pregnant. I'm not complaining. I'm I'm just saying. The second he relaxes, I pick up on it like a scent and I have something for him to do. I want to talk about Brent for a second. Brent, how are you, buddy? Um, and if you guys haven't heard the episode we did with our trainer, Brent, it's episode number 412. We talked all about strength training. It's a great episode. Check it out. It's different tangent. Don't but- mean to brag, but I need to pour water into my water pitcher with lemon. So hold on. Sounds like you're urinating <laughs> on the show. That's why I reference it. <laughs> don't drink so much water that you got to get up in the middle of this. I, I, I can't. I don't to. have the time. I am drinking a gallon a um, day right now. But I think Brent's important to mention. And again, this is what we do. I'm not going to lie. I did this post the other day and people were saying it's not relatable. It's not affordable. And I was like, do you want me to tell you what we're actually doing and tell you the truth? Or do you want me to lie and say it's just like happening because of lemon water? This is what we do. When I came to Austin and decided we were going to get our health under control, I personally said I was going to take a long period off alcohol, which I did and shared last year. I took 70 days off. Then I drank a little bit over the holidays. And now since the start of this year, I haven't had one sip of alcohol. What actually, when is the date that you didn't have one sip? So over the holidays, when we went for Christmas and New Year's, when we were out of the country, I drank obviously then. But since I've been back in the States, call it like January 5th or 8th or 6th, whatever. I haven't had any sips since then. So, but that's not what the when point When will is. you have your next sip? I don't know. I'm not missing it right now. Do you um, think you'll have some on your birthday? No, I won't. I don't find that occasion to be that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I'm not one of those birthday people. I, you know, side note, I never in, have a birthday party and I never invite people to a birthday because I never I never want to be invited or obligated. So I never want he someone like to, tur- to be invited to birthdays. <laughs> I never want someone to turn around and say, hey, I came to your birthday party, so you got to come to mine. Right. I would like to go through life never being invited to a birthday party he again. He doesn't want to be invited. Ever. Ever. Ever for anything. Anyways, so except for my kid's birthday, I'll go to that birthday. So back to Brent. 
Lauren and I knew we kind of needed to hold ourselves accountable. Lauren started taking on weight training, which she's never done before. I just needed to get myself back in. So we met Brent. Hey, Brent again. And we decided we were going to commit and buy some big packages. And oh, babe, what? you're telling a lie right now. Oh, so what's a lie? Your nose is growing like what's Pinocchio. We met Brent and we bought some packages. Oh, okay. Uh, tell Lauren, the real story. Uh, sorry, Lauren's a little insecure. She met Brent <laughs> and um, she bought some packages. No, babe. I hashtagged Austin Trainer on Instagram. This is the real story. Well, you got to go down the whole route. We told this story. We just had no, him on the No, because I want people to have little tips on how they can find a trainer. And I found someone who I liked, which was Brent. And I, I talked to him on the phone and told him I was looking for something that was not loud music. I didn't want to be yelled at. I wanted good energy and I wanted to be We talked about this on the podcast. I'm, I'm cutting this part. We talked about this on the show. <laughs> okay. you, you've got pregnancy brain. Okay. So Lauren met Brent and we started training with him and we bought some big packages and they were, you know, they were big commitments with a, a lot. And that's because we needed to make sure that we were holding ourselves accountable. So obviously getting somebody who is going to hold you accountable, whether that's a trainer or a friend or a partner. And ideally that person, like Lauren said, is a little further along than you are on the fitness path. If you start working out with someone who's maybe not as far along or um, is not as motivated, that's probably not going to end up so well because they're going to most likely quit before you and then give you a reason to quit. So finding somebody that's going to hold you accountable, whether that's somebody that's super into it, somebody that's ahead of you, that's a trainer, that's a huge thing because they get your ass in the gym and they make it a habit. I don't think that you need a trainer to be held accountable though. I'll tell you yeah, some ideas of how you can, you can do this. Meet your friend for a walk on a Monday. Do a, a two hour, one hour, whatever hour. But walk. it can't be your friend that's going to give up in the first 10 minutes. It's We know which friend that is. Yeah, we, we all, all know which friend that we is. We all don't, have that don't friend. Don't text that friend. That's not the friend. Get the friend that's turbo. Yeah. Then, then on, on Tuesday, have a friend meet you for a Skype workout. You can Skype and do a workout together. There's like ones where you can both Skype in and do it. Then on, on, you know, on Wednesday, meet another friend and work out in the park. There's lots of different ways to get creative without having to spend the money. But ideally that friend is not the friend that you know so well that you can give up in front of them, right? Like you know, and you don't want it to turn into a gossip session. You, you want it to be something that's productive where you leave feeling really fulfilled, not drained. Yeah, this is something like I know when I started training with Brent, like here's a guy, he's an alpha guy. He's in good shape. He's in way better shape than me. He's big, he's strong. He, I don't want to go in front of that guy and act like a little bitch. I'm sorry, that's like the language I'm going to use. I want to go and like hold myself accountable and, you know, have some self-respect and be able to prove that I can, you know, keep up with the stuff that he's putting out there. And I think that's kind of the atmosphere you want to create. You want it to be a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out of your comfort zone and making it feel like, hey, I can't just give up if I want to. Somebody's really going to you know, be disappointed in me if I do. And so that's just another tip. That was you know, something that you know, we implemented. And six months later, it just I was telling Brent the other day, I'm like, I finally feel like this is just part of my normal life. And also I've interviewed a lot of trainers and a lot of people will pay for training and not show up. I I think that when you set yourself up for that, you're not building your confidence because you're not keeping your promises. Mm-hmm. I think that, listen, if you're super, super sick, that's one thing. But to cancel like an hour before or 24 hours before, unless it's something that's really, really serious, there's lots of ways to make it work. And let me give you an example. My leg hurt so bad the other day, I, I twisted it. And I had a workout with Brent the next day. 
And instead of canceling on him, I went in and I just told him, hey, this leg's hurting. Can we do a lot of like yoga and stretching? And we did that. And I left the session feeling way better. So just even going in and keeping your appointment and the commitment that you made to yourself and the other person is super powerful and you'll feel better afterwards. You can sort of tailor it to how you're feeling. Yep. Inevitably, Lauren, at this point of the show, there's people out there, a segment that is saying, well, this costs money. This is not as relatable. This is not as easy. And this is why I want to take a little bit of a tangent here. I keep getting asked, what is the single thing where I notice the most difference? And a lot of people start thinking, I'm going to say it's the alcohol, which is a huge contributor. It's not the alcohol. It's getting better sleep, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But why the alcohol is such a critical thing here is this. Not only if you cut alcohol, will you start to feel better and sleep better and get you know better workouts and all of the above and all the th- get a more clear mind and less anxiety and all that stuff, which is part of it. Drinking is part of life. People are going to do this. They're going to have fun, especially young people that are in that stage where they're running around and dating and all that. But alcohol, and this is the biggest thing, and I want to point this out while I talk about finances earlier. Alcohol is fucking expensive. It costs a lot of money. When you're out drinking, when I cut alcohol and I started going out to dinner here in Austin with Lauren and I looked at our bills, I almost had a double take and couldn't believe how cheap it was when it was just food and no alcohol. Like I thought like they forgot to put stuff on the bill. And I started looking at our credit card bills, you know, and every month started saying like, why are our credit card bills so low? It's because Lauren and I would go out. Maybe there's some, you know, a couple cocktails here, some wine, champagne, this, that, like each dinner. And you do this, call it three nights a week on average, two nights a week, however many you do it. So you just call it like you're out eight to 10 times a month. This is thousands of dollars that people are spending or hundreds and hundreds of dollars that people are spending on alcohol. And so when we cut alcohol, we'd save one, we're still saving so many dollars. And I took those dollars and started putting it into supplements. And I started putting it into training and health stuff. So yes, this stuff is expensive, but look at your credit card bills and what you're spending on the nights out and alcohol right now. I think the same can be said about time. Sure. If you are scrolling through Instagram more than an hour a day, I'm going to actually say even a half hour a day, you have time. You have time to meditate for 30 minutes. If What I do is I try not to even look at the feed. I, I don't even click the feed and I don't even click the explore page and I don't even watch anyone's Instagram stories. I really stay in my own lane. That's not for everybody. I get people want to consume content and veg out. I get that. I love to watch Real Housewives. That's my way of, you know, just doing mindless shit. But you can't say you don't have any time if you're scrolling through Instagram. And you can't say you don't have any money if you're spending it on alcohol and not on wellness. Yeah. This is what I keep talking about, about discipline and making sacrifices. Like if you want to go and spend a bunch of money going out and partying, that's completely fine. 100%. Nobody's bashing that. But then at the same time, If you turn around while you're doing that and saying you don't have money for your health routines or your fitness routines, well, that's not actually true. You do have the money. You're just deciding it to put it in different places or, you know, vice versa. Say you're really working out and you're focused on your health and then you don't have money to go out. You know, you have money to go out. You're just deciding to put it into health. So again, life is about discipline and making sacrifices. And so these are things I like to point out. Touching a little bit on what Lauren just said about social media platforms, one thing that was pretty detrimental in the past for me was how many hours you would scroll on email and social. So what I did as a simple hack, and then we don't have to spend much more time here is I put those time, you know, you can put time limits on apps on your phone. So I put 15 minutes on Instagram and 15 minutes on Twitter. And once that 15 minutes up, I literally can't get back in for the day. So I go in super intentional and the rest of the time saved, 
you know, whether it's reading, working out, spending time with your wife, et cetera. You can do that. And I think one scary exercise is go in that app right now and go into the time and see how much time per week on average you're spending on social platforms. There's your wasted time. There's where you're going to find it. That's where you're going to make it up. Okay. At this point, we're just going to start getting a little more tactical, talking about products, things we use, things we don't do. Let's go. Let's start with sleep. Sleep's a good one. People want to know specifically, Lauren, the questions are specifically, when do we sleep? When do we wake up? What's the routine? So we are grandparents. We literally start to get ready for bed. Our process is like 8, 8.30. Well, we have a two-year-old now. Yeah. So like everything, it's, we a, it's a whole have, to do. We have a puppy. We have a dog. It reminds us of that scene in Shameless where they're all like, th- <laughs> you said it the other day. They're all like. <laughs> like grab the shoo-shoo bunny, grab the thing, grab the little bedtime book. Get her ice here. water in the specific bottle. Get me my ice water because I can't go back down the stairs. Lauren's pregnant. Get the dough ice cream or icing <laughs> or whatever the hell that is. Um, you know, all these things. No, I need the dough cookie dough in bed. Oh, the with cookie dough, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just like a lot of things to get. But the first thing is, is we walk in our room and we dim the light all the way down. So we have a light dimmer and that's really helped, I think, wind down because we take it almost all the way down. Like it's basically almost black. Then we have one of those hatch light situations. That it's tur- an alarm clock, but it also has bedtime lights that go on. It's great. There's a free it's plug amazing. for your hatch. Free plug for your hatch. Hatch, hatch. We actually use it. We like it. Yeah, we love it. So we turn that on the red mode. And so it sort of makes our room have this red tone in it. Then we turn on. And if you don't completely get on board and make a whole fucking to do about what I'm going to say, I'm going to be pissed. We turn on five to eight Hertz frequencies. The pineal gland. The pineal gland. This is not music. It's a frequency. So throughout our house, especially in our room, it plays this, these like sounds that are just very attractive to the brain. It's hard to explain. Listen to it. It's on Spotify. It's five to eight Hertz. I love it. Mimi Bouchard recommended it to me and I've never looked back. It's always in our house every single night when we sleep. So the baby knows that because of that sound and that the lights are down and that the red light's on, it is time to wind down. So what we've done is we've we've given her this association. And I think that this is really powerful to kids and dogs or animals. They They pick up on what the energy is. So the second that that energy changes in our room, everyone takes it down a notch. The baby takes it down a notch. The dog takes it down a notch. The other dog takes it down a notch. It's like the the weighted blanket comes out. My Kindle comes out. We got our waters by our bed. The energy changes. All right. Obviously, I'm pregnant and I'm trying to wear flattering stuff, if you know what I mean. It's very hard to find. I feel like a lot of pregnant women can understand my troubles. But I found that what looks cute for me is usually like a tight dress with an oversized flannel. That's been my go-to outfit. And recently I came along this site called Ula Lux. And if you follow me on Instagram story, you know, this is like what I've been living in. It's their flannels. They have these vintage boyfriend oversized flannels that are so good. So what I did is I went on their site and I searched flannels and I got a large in the vintage boyfriend flannel that I just told you about and the London plaid jacket. The other jacket I got and it's almost sold out. So hurry is called the coal jacket. And I got that in a large too. These three jackets I'm telling you with a tight dress look so good. So I got like 
a really tight black dress and I wore the flannels over it. That's what I've been wearing and living in. You guys have to check out these flannels. They're so good. They have just a bunch of great jackets and flannels that are like big, oversized, boyfriendy, vintage, delicious flannels. Anyways, definitely check out Ula Lux. It's owned by identical twin sisters from Northern California who started their business from scratch. It's an adorable online women's clothing boutique with the cutest stuff. You guys can shop today at www.ulalux.com. That is O-O-H-L-A-L-U-X-E.com or check them out on Insta, okay? Their Insta's cute. It's at Ula Lux for daily fashion and lifestyle inspo plus fun behind the scenes content, prizes, giveaways, and more. Use code SKINNY at checkout for 20% off your order. Shipping is free for orders over $50 within the United States. And I think I'm going to use my code to get some more flannels. And here's some things like that's exactly what we do. But to give you some very specific things that we use to sleep. One, as dark as you can make your room, the better. You know, we're obviously not the first ones to figure that out. There's a great episode with Andrew Huberman. Actually, I'm going to reference Huberman a few times on this show, on this show and he's coming on in a few weeks or in a few months, I forget when we scheduled it, to talk about very specific things. And if you haven't heard his, his podcast, the Huberman Lab podcast, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, hey, Andrew. So, you know, his thing is all about, you know, if you can get seven to eight hours of sleep. So from us, Lauren and I, we go to bed at probably 10. We're in bed at eight, winding down. We probably fall asleep from 10 to say Sometimes six or seven. Sometimes nine, 9.30. Yeah, but that's ideal. You want the room as dark as possible. You want it cold. I specifically take two supplements before bed. Actually, three supplements. Each night I take the magnesium bisaglinate. I think that's how you say it from Thorn, just a scoop. We all lack magnesium. You know, if you heard the episode with Sherevine that we just did um, from Symbiotica. So I take that one before bed. And then three nights a week, I take some glycine and some GABA. So you can do that. And again, if you just search Andrew Huberman and look at the proper dosage, he can tell you. And again, those are from Thorn. And he also says in one of his episodes that melatonin is not the move. He says that. He says that you can actually get dependent on melatonin. So that's super interesting. Yeah. And he's got a whole crazy sleep cocktail with theanine, I believe, and magnesium threonate and apigenin. I could be fucking that up. So please check his episode. But I do take the glycine and the GABA three days a week. I do it Sunday so that I'm good on Monday. I do it on Tuesday. So I'm good on Wednesday and I do it Thursday. So I'm good on Friday. That's specific. And then the biggest thing here that Lauren and I have figured out, and again, we learned this from Huberman, is that caffeine can really fuck up your sleep. So I try not to have any caffeine at all eight to nine hours before bed. So in my case, let's call that by one o'clock, I'm done. No caffeine of any kind. And also another thing that I learned is in terms of caffeine, and this is again from Andrew Huberman, if you delay caffeine intake from the time you wake up, so say you wake up at 6 a.m., try not to have a cup of coffee or a matcha or whatever until 8. There's a bunch of reasons for that, which again, I'll butcher. But if you look up Andrew Huberman, delayed caffeine, like that, that's it. And it's honestly helped with my sleep a ton. So that's our specific routine. Delayed caffeine is, is a good one. I like to drink magnesium powder at night in my water. I have a huge glass, it's like a, the Tinks, whatever, the Tinks mug by my bed full of water. I put lemon in there. I put tons of ice, It's still freezing cold in the morning. And then I put a huge bottle of water next to that in case I need to refill. I take my phone outside. I have my Kindle with a pop socket on it. Michael hasn't got on board with this, but he will after this episode. I got really strong wrists. 
It's so much better for your wrist and it helps prevent carpal tunnel. I was reading all about it. It's also easier to hold your Kindle and it's been a game changer. I also turn my Kindle down super low, like on two. So it's not really bright between the music, the red light, the the vibe in the room. It's quiet outside. And I put blue blocker glasses on. I am like ready to go. And then you, you, you get that hush weighted blanket on top of me and it's, it's like game over. Game over. Well, you know, another thing we forgot to talk about, which I think has been huge is, and this happens to everybody and also mentioning, you, you don't, you don't try to exactly mimic Lauren and I's sleep routine. You might have a different lifestyle. You may have a different job. You may be a shift worker. You may have different demands, but this is what we're doing. But what we learned is, and what I think people are starting to really figure out and talk about a lot more, especially with Matt Walker and Andrew Huberman and even Ben Greenfield to some degree is that all of our circadian rhythms are completely fucked up. That's why we're constantly messed up. So big thing is because we're staring at computer screens and phone screens all day long. We're getting this blue light in our eyes all the time. It's signaling to our brain that our circadian rhythm, it's time to be awake. So if you're laying in bed at 10 o'clock at night and you're staring at a big light, there's no way for you to, to your, your mind to know, hey, it's actually time to go to bed. I honestly think with the move from LA, because we had that huge eyesore TV in our room, I think that has made such a big difference. I didn't even think about it until this episode. It's made a difference for the feng shui, for, for everything. Like I feel like if we had that TV in the room, it would be super problematic. I think we'd be up later. I think that whenever the baby was watching it, that would be a thing. I, I'm so happy we don't have a TV in the room. Our rule now, and we've gotten good at this, the only thing we'll use is maybe a Kindle on extremely low light, but normally we're out now by 10, is no light of any kind after 10 p.m. And they, they, the rule that they, I guess they say is you don't want any light in your eyes between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. That's ideal. So it's not going to work for everybody. But if you can get rid of phone and TVs and overhead lights between 10 and 4 a.m., you'll, you're, you're in the right path. And here's little beauty tips that have really worked. I sleep on a silk pillowcase for my skin. Very important to me for it to be 100% silk. I think it makes a difference. I also, if I use the roller at night, which I use all the time, I've been heating it up. So I'll take the ice roller and put it under super hot water and I'll roll it on my face and it feels so good. I love the hot at night. And then another thing we do is we don't even turn on the lights in our bathrooms at night. We have salt rock lamps. So if I'm showering and doing a hot shower before I get into bed, which I like to do, like to do like a five minute hot shower. I only have the salt rock nightlight on and I can hear the frequency music. So it's super peaceful. And then if someone has to get up to go to the bathroom, the bathroom door is closed. But when you go in, there's salt rock nightlights so you can see. So it's not this big disruption. Now, this is incredibly funny that my husband's married to me because no offense, you're, you grew up very differently. Like your parents turn the lights on all the way to the highest light ever. To, but I want to talk about that in a second. Okay. Go ahead. Keep, keep okay. going. But I want to talk about that in a second. Even at night, your parents turn the lights on to the highest ever. So yeah, it's super funny that Michael is using salt rock lamps to go pee when he wakes up in the middle of the night. If you, if you do wake up, you have to use the salt rock lamp. Like you can't disturb everybody and turn the light on. Yeah. Well, speaking of lights though, and this is something I've learned that I still think you're learning is that you actually want the exact opposite in the morning. You want as much natural light in bright lights in your eyes first thing in the morning than, and, and obviously none at night. So like I said earlier, what we've learned is that our circadian rhythms are all fucked up. We don't know when to sleep. We don't know when to wake. We get poor sleep. And as I mentioned earlier, if I could pinpoint 
the main thing that's made the biggest difference, at least in my personal experience on my health journey here, is it's that we get good sleep. And what we learned is we've got our, we figured out how to get our circadian rhythm online. So first thing in the morning when I wake up, I turn on as bright of lights as possible. Obviously, if I'm up before Lauren, I go out, but I turn all the kitchen lights on, all the outside lights on. If I'm up before the, the sun, I turn all the overhead lights on and I get as much natural light as possible. And then as soon as the sun's up, I go outside and I get natural sunlight in my eyes. This signals to the brain that, hey, it's time to wake up. And then on the exact opposite, and then as we're starting to wind down the day, Lauren and I, when it's about to sunset, if we can, we can't do this every time. We take walks and watch the sun start to go down because that also signals to the brain it's time to go go to get ready to go to bed. Well, do we hit this every day? No. No, we don't. Are there days, like the other day, Zaza had a fever. That was a completely different day. You know, I had to get in bed with her at 6.30 and rub her back and... It was, we, our wind down was different and she woke up in the middle of the night. We don't hit it every day. But these are just good practices these if you are, want to get your circadian yes. rhythm we, organized. We try to habit stack it and do the best we can. And every day we try to be 1% better. That's all you can do. Two more products just because I'd feel remiss um, to not mention them. Symbiotica has a magnesium spray. We use that too. That's a great product. That is amazing. I'm obsessed with that. It's this body spray. You do 20 sprays on your skin and it absorbs through your skin and it has lavender in it. And if you do that with the other magnesium I mentioned that like- That is a good product. Do we have a code for that? Yeah, Code Skinny, another free plug there, Symbiotica, but it's a great product and we use it all the time. And then like Lauren said, mentioning, if you take a hot shower before bed and then drop your temperature, if you think about the way we evolve, you know, you're up in the sunlight, you're up in the day and then the the sun drops and it gets cold and that signals sleep. So if you can raise your body temperature and then drop it before bed, that's great. So that's sleep. Now supplements. A lot of questions on specific supplements. I take a goddamn pharmacy at this point. Lauren takes a pharmacy. We have a lot. So I think I'm just going to touch on the ones or that we're just going to touch on the ones that I think are absolutely critical. So a lot of the questions we're getting is if you could only take one supplement. And again, this stuff can be expensive. So it, and it's hard because I, it, you know, the human body requires different vitamins and different minerals and all sorts of different supplements. And so it's hard to just say one. But if I was on a very specific budget and it could only pick a few supplements, these are the ones that I would do. The first one I would do is I would get that athletic greens powder that we talk about all the time. I take this every single day. Lauren takes it every single day. It's arguably the best multivitamin out there. It's got a prebiotic, a probiotic. It's got your greens and you can just pop it into water. I've heard that it doesn't break the fast on intermittent fasting, but don't trust me on that. I've That's just what I've heard. If I could only do one, that would be it because it kind of covers all your bases. What I personally think are critical is vitamin D and K2. Symbiotica makes a really good one with CoQ10. I think that's probably the best one on the market. I take that one every single day. I also take the B vitamins from Symbiotica. They've got a folate and a B12 and a B6, which are amazing for energy and mind and focus. I would look at that one. And then we've touched on magnesium and omegas. I take a lot of omegas from Thorn. I think omegas help with inflammation. And so if you're trying to get inflammation down and feel good and have less brain fog, that would be it. And then the last one, which is probably the most important actually is a probiotic. If you've been listening to this show, we use Just Thrive probiotics. They're some of the best on the market, if not the best. We've done multiple episodes with the founders there. Um, again, good gut health is important. So those would be the supplements that I would highly recommend and say are critical. I'm not going to go into my whole cabinet. Maybe that's a whole nother um, episode, but those are the ones that I would start with. So many of you guys have DM'd me about my pregnancy skincare must-haves. 
I have really made things simple. I, I, I don't use a lot of products. I have my go-to products that I use. And one of the brands that I actually reached out and like harassed was Osea. I am obsessed with their serum and their body oil. Okay. I use this every single day of my life. I use their body oil on my elbows and my arms. I use it on my collarbone to give them a pop. I feel so comfortable putting it on my chest area and my boobs because it's just clean skincare. It's very straight and to the point. They also have this other serum that I am in love with. I've probably gone through five bottles since I've been pregnant. It's their hyaluronic C serum and it's this concentrated serum and it just smooths your skin. It feels so good after an ice roll. I'll ice roll, put iPads on and then put this serum on and it's like heaven and it just hydrates you. And again, I take that down to my tits too. So the serum and the body oil, you cannot go wrong. Like I said, I was so annoying to the company. They were probably like, Lauren Bostic, please stop DMing us. But they just know their shit when it comes to skincare. They're very well researched. They've been around since 1996. They've been creating clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet forever. I feel like they were one of the first disruptors in this space. And every single one of their products nails it. I cannot even tell you a product that I don't like from their line. So try it. Let me know what you think. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for Skinny Confidential listeners. You get 10% off your first order with promo code PINKSEAWEED at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com. You'll get some free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. I'm telling you. Go to oseamalibu.com and use promo code PINKSEAWEED. I don't want to be overwhelming here, but I guess this episode is a lot. So maybe like Michael said, take notes on this if you can, because my supplements are very, very detailed. I like to wake up and take Just Thrive Probiotic. I have been doing that every single morning. I do a huge glass of lemon water with the Saqqara Life Chlorophyll. I like to add the beauty drops in there. I'll put lemon, I'll put mint, I'll put ginger as much as I can put in my ice water. I do not like warm water. I like it ice. And then I'll do a cup of peak ginger tea. I am so into the ginger tea, especially being pregnant. The taste of ginger is just doing it for me. And I will sometimes put a little bit of herbs in the tea too. And then I'm trying to get off coffee. So I'm just doing a tiny, tiny bit of coffee right now. I like organic coffee. I think it's really important to find out where the beans come from. Then as far as supplements to the coffee, I'll add inulin, prebiotic. I'll add the gangster chic brand to my coffee. I love that. And then throughout the day, I'll take Nutrafol for hair growth. I love Beekeepers Naturals, Royal Jelly Shots. I love the Symbiotica Liquid B12 and Liquid Gold. The Liquid Gold you can put in your water too, and it has 84 minerals. It's super amazing. That's a great product. And then I also love the little Peak tea, vitamin C packets, the elderberry ones. Those are fabulous. If you want just like a kick of vitamin C, I have a little herb tincture that I got from my acupuncturist and I take those twice a day. So it's just like a little thing I squeeze in my mouth. And then for greens and minerals, when I'm drinking them in my water, I'll probably do some in the morning and some later. And then for greens and minerals, which I mix together in my water, I do it twice a day. I do 
get off my acid minerals. I do a scoop of that and then I mix it with athletic greens. Big fan of both. And then if another little tip is get off my acids has these coffee minerals that actually turn your coffee from acidic to alkaline. They're these little packets. You can pour it in your coffee. That's great. And then as you know, I'm taking a ritual prenatal. So it's kind of a little overwhelming, but that's exactly what I take. You guys have asked if I get bloated, I take array. And then I'm also experimenting with JS Health's thyroid support. So that's kind of the whole shebang. You guys have asked this question a lot, like getting so granular with you that are those are my go-tos. I try again to hit them all. I don't hit them every single day. I do my best. I have a vitamin organizer. So that helps a lot. And for these brands we mentioned, there's a high likelihood. And it, like I said, you know, not all of them, but we work with a lot of these brands and it's because we actually take them. So use code skinny on some of them. I don't know. We don't have one for Thorn right now, but I do take Thorn vitamins all the time. We obviously work with Symbiotica. We work with Athletic Greens. We work with Ritual, work with Just Thrive. So that's, that code is applicable. And again, guys, this is another free plug. So enjoy it. But um, these are products that we actually take. Moving right along, Getting questions, Lauren just shared that we have a sauna in our backyard. This was something that we were very fortunate to get with something that we've kind of dreamed about and wanted for a long period of time. We had been going to different places for cold plunges and saunas. There's a great place here in Austin called Kuya if you're here and want to go to a place for a cold plunge and sauna. But for us, we wanted something that was you know a little bit closer and at the house. Happy to talk about this protocol real quick if it's interesting. Um, I find a huge benefit doing sauna and cold plunge. And I'm not, I'm just going to stay on this for a little bit. One, I don't know the exact temperatures that are going to be the most comfortable for you. I would say they've got to be safe enough where you can be safe, but uncomfortable where you kind of want to get out of both at some point. If you listen to Andrew Huberman, he says that 57 minutes per week in a hot sauna is ideal for health. And that's good for heart health, inflammation. It's good for recovery. It's good for mental toughness. It's a bunch of things. And then for the cold plunge, if you could just get 11 minutes per week, you could do this in a cold shower. You could do this in a cold pool. You could do this in an ice bathtub. You could actually get a cold plunge. We have one called the cold plunge at our house. It's called the cold plunge. You can use code skinny for a discount and it's so chic. And so with that again, so if I do it three times, this is my protocol. I'm going to run through it quick. So we're running up on time. I do it three days a week. I do it Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. I go three rounds in the cold plunge. What I'll do is I'll go out completely raw, just you know, not doing anything first and go into water that's below 50 degrees. I'll go in it for about one minute, one minute and a half. And then I get out. And the key here is I do this outside and I let the wind and the cold air hit my body. The reason being what we learned is that you want to, and this again, I learned this from Huberman, you want to have this shiver effect on your body. You actually want to get cold and shiver. That activates the brown fat cells and helps your metabolism, helps you cut up and helps you burn fat. You're going to get all the mental benefit from staying in, but you don't have to necessarily stay in forever. Then I get out and I go back in, same, you know, maybe a minute and a half, get the shiver effect, go in the sauna, I go for 15 minutes, then I get out for about a minute, and then I go in for a final 15 minutes, and then I end with the cold. That's my protocol. And I do this three times a week so that I can get about 11, 12 minutes in the cold and about an hour in the hot. And I've noticed a huge benefit to doing this. I'm excited for Lauren to be able to do it with me when she's not pregnant anymore. I cannot wait to do the cold plunge sauna after I'm pregnant. I cannot wait. I have to tell you, I am just so excited. But in the meantime, I am not getting hot because I am pregnant, but I am getting cold. I do a three minute freezing cold shower all the time. I turn it to the absolute coldest and I sit in the shower. People are asking me if I wash my hair. Fuck no. I do not wash my hair. I do not shave my legs in that cold shower. That is not the move. 
you'll be freezing. I try to like put on a podcast in the background, like the Daily Stoic. It's like a three minute podcast. And I just grip my teeth and get through it. And I notice so much energy when I take a freezing cold shower. So that's what I'm doing currently. I obviously can't get in a cold plunge right now. The big thing is I think people think the cold plunge and hot therapy is not going to, this is not going to be the big changer. These are just things that as you continue to evolve your wellness practice, if you want to incorporate, you can. And listen, I know everyone's not going to have access to their own sauna or their own cold plunge, but like Lauren said, there's cold showers, there's cold baths, there's cold pools. You know, you can take burning hot showers. You can go to places like Kuya or check your local, you know, area you're living in for saunas. But I do think there's a benefit um, to doing both. And for the sauna, the sauna that we got is on my Instagram and Instagram stories. You can go see it. It's a custom made sauna and it's amazing. It's super grounding. It's wood. And if you want one, the company has told me to have you guys email me and I'll loop you in with them because it is a custom build. So email me at Lauren with a Y, L-A-U-R-Y-N at theskinnyconfidential.com and I can connect you. My team will connect you guys direct. Last thing as we start to get up, not last thing, but almost last thing. People want to know about some of the blood work and some of the testing. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of our normal regular doctors don't have all of the testing capabilities that I think they should have. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. In my case, the previous doctor I work with, who I won't mention, didn't really have anything besides a blood panel, right? They didn't, and I would do it a yearly physical and I wouldn't really get much information. And they would kind of say, hey, you're in line or you're not in line and like take this or take that. So it wasn't that in depth. Dr. Conover, who's been on the show, has been my doctor for the last year and a half and obviously came on with his wife, Kelly, and we did this whole great podcast. I think that's episode number 411. What I did with him is I did all my blood work. I did my hormones. I did my vitamin levels. I did all these things. And in addition to that, Dr. Daryl Joffrey, who's coming on the show again, actually Dr. Conover and Dr. Daryl are coming on the show. He did Lauren and I's blood. And this is kind of gross. Also, he did my stool sample. I'm sorry, Lauren. And looked at he my gut. He took a shit in the bag yep. and sent it it's off. It's true. It's true. Did you, did you put like a wax stamp seal? Let's not talk about it. It was one of the more awkward things I've ever done. And Which you know bathroom did you and, do And Dr. Daryl, he like acted like I was just supposed to know how to, this is not a normal thing that he does. Dr. Daryl, people don't just shit in a bag and send it off. But anyway, so I did a very in-depth test and I don't want to tell everybody what to do. But what I would say is if you can get these tests, most likely you can go to a hormone specialist or come to some kind of doctor specialist. I would just, here's the type of test that I would look for. I wrote it down just so everybody can ask for them if they go to their regular doctor or another. And the testing that I would ask for is your blood count, your vitamin levels, your hormones, your micronutrients, your thyroid panel, liver and kidney panel, cardiac panel, and obviously your stool panel if you do a, a gut test. If they're not overwhelmed, they are now. I don't know exactly <laughs> who to go. Obviously, Dr. Daryl, who we love, and Dr. Conover. I would Conover. message Dr. Daryl and Dr. Conover and see who's in your area. They're incredible doctors on Instagram. Dr. Daryl does a blood prick. He did one little prick of my finger and found out so much information. It was fucking crazy. I'm going to do all these tests that Michael's talking about after I'm done being pregnant. I hope Dr. Conover and Dr. Daryl want the clients because they are really good. They're great. And the best. They're the best. the best. And they're going to come on again and we're going to talk about this. Before we move on from Dr. Conover, I think I'd be remiss not to talk about NAD. Many of you guys have mentioned and said, what's NAD? How do you do it? I did it with Dr. Conover. He has been doing this for a very long time. He has some of the best NAD out there. He is one of the most respected people in the space. It's not for everyone. Definitely do your own research. I'm not a doctor, but if you're unsure of what NAD plus is, here, here's what it is. 
NAD plus is a critical coenzyme found in every cell in your body, and it's involved in hundreds of metabolic processes, but NAD plus levels decline with age. NAD plus has two general sets of reactions in the human body, helping turn nutrients into energy as a key player in the metabolism and working as a helper molecule for proteins that regulate other cellular functions. These processes are incredibly important for mitochondrial health, mind, body, mood, recovery, memory, focus. I've also heard it can help with Alzheimer's. So I did that with him. I did what's called a loading dose where I did basically five doses in a 10-day period. And now I just do monthly maintenance of once a month. I'm going to do it for a little while because I feel really good on it. I feel sharp. I feel focused. No anxiety, no stress. So that's been my benefit. In addition to that, I get an IV once a week. I told you I would talk about this from Smooth Aesthetics out here in Austin, who Lauren's worked with as well. Um, and Oscar comes over and he does vitamin C and zinc and B and all of these things and glutathione. For those of you that aren't sure what glutathione is, glutathione acts as an important antioxidant in your body. That means it can help uh, combat free radicals and molecules that can damage your body cells. So plays a critical role in basically detoxifying your body and your glutathione levels as well as your NAD levels decline as you get older. So if you can supplement with them intravenously through reputable sources, they're great. Um, if you can afford it or you can jump into it, I highly suggest. Again, check into it yourself, talk to your doctor, be careful, you know, see what's right for you. But these are things that we definitely do. My two last things that I want to add are nutrition. I have worked with the flexible diet coach for a long time. Michael's now working with him too. He helps count macros and gives you sort of like a meal plan. The meal plan though is not this restrictive diet. You tell him all the foods that you love. For instance, I love lentil pasta. I love bagels. I love sourdough. <laughs> I gave him like a list of all these different things that I love, eggs, whatever it is. And then he sort of curates a plan and helps you measure your food. And that has been really helpful. It was really helpful. If you listen to my pregnancy podcast of how I lost the weight with Zaza, I would highly recommend him. He's at the flexible diet coach. Tell him we sent you. And then lastly, and this was not on your list, Michael Bostick, and I'm shocked that this was not on your list reading. Well, I didn't put the mental health stuff on there because I thought this is more about like physical, but I do think people would appreciate. I think the last thing on my list is that I'm now for the first time really ever starting to learn the practice of meditation or try to. And it's a struggle for me, like I said, as, as it is, I think for many, but I think, yeah, like once you get your physical and you get your nutrition and you get your blood work and you do all these tests, like the mental is probably the biggest part of it, right? Being in the right mindset to be able to get your head around all of these things we're talking about. There's a famous quote. I can't remember who said it, but it's all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Yeah, Balthazar or whatever. Is that his name? I, I don't know. I think so. You you probably No, not know. Balthazar. What's his name? Is it Belize Pasco? Yeah, P Pascal. It's so true. And Balthazar's I, the place we used to drink in, in <laughs> New York. Like I, I've realized throughout this pregnancy, sitting in silence for at least, in my opinion, 15 minutes a day, at least, is so important. And the way that I like to meditate is I like to meditate on my future. You can pick how you like to meditate. Some people like to just sit and think of nothing, whatever it is. I like to think about my future and I like to actually put myself in it and experience the things that I want to happen. It's kind of a vis visualization manifestation. And I find when I'm done with the meditation, I just feel clear-headed. But reading is a big one for me. I know that that has to do with the mind. I think being able to just spend some of your time reading. And again, if you're scrolling through Instagram or you're consuming any kind of content, 
and you say you don't have time, there are ways to make time. You know what I think people get overwhelmed with reading? Because I get questions a lot about reading and what you know people ask for recommendations. You got to read what you like. And if you're reading only self-help or only business books and you're not like using reading as a place to also let your mind rest, that's a mistake. Also, people have this weird obligation where they feel like they need to read a book that they start and finish it to completion. If you start something and it sucks, get rid of it. There's thousands and thousands and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of books out there. You could read the rest of your life and not make a dent in the amount of literature that's out there. So just read what you like and make sure it's stuff that's light sometimes that'll take you out of the struggles of everyday life. We really wanted to do an episode on this because we have gotten so many wellnessy questions and we wanted to sit down and tell you everything and anything that we're doing. Our wellness like journey, it changes, it evolves. It's going to be different when I give birth. I'm sure it'll be different in two years from now. The point is, like I said, that you're just focused on getting 1% better every single day. It's those little tiny changes. If you could take three of these tips from this episode and implement them tomorrow and habit stack them, I think that you'll feel even like a little bit better. And wellness is important right now. I mean, especially right now, it's important to make sure you're focused. Even if you're a mom, a wife, a business owner, it's important to focus on self-care. Yep. And please take all of this episode with a grain of salt. Like I said earlier in the episode, this is stuff that we do. It's stuff that's worked for us. It's stuff, honestly, that is done in the consultation of trainers and doctors and measurements. And in my particular case, you know, getting my my numbers back from my vitamin levels and my hormone levels and all the stuff, even the stool levels that Lauren doesn't like, like I learned from that, okay, Michael, you need to take more stuff for your adrenal cortex. My, you know, adrenals were shot. You need to take more stuff, more D, more zinc. That may not be the case for you. So just because I take something or Lauren takes something doesn't mean it's always going to work for you, which is why I think it's also important to measure and take a lot of what we've said here with a grain of salt. With that, if you guys like this episode, we'll do more of this. We can get a little bit more granular. This one was kind of a broad overview. We can get very specific. I think we got pretty, I think they they got micro here. Sure. We ran through a lot in a quick period of time. What is this, like an hour and a half? But yeah, we covered a lot of ground. Do you want to win a copy of Get the Fuck Out of the Sun? It has wellness tips in it and skincare tips and beauty tips, all the hacks, all the things from a hundred plus influencers, celebrities, podcasters, experts, doctors, and me. All you have to do is tell us your favorite takeaway from this wellnessy episode. Let me know on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. Hit me up. Tell me what you want to see next. We love doing solos. It's so much fun. And we get to ask you what you really want to hear. Thank you guys so much for listening. And with that, we'll see you next time.